Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to Mass Mayhem. This is episode 28. Only two more to go. Oh, God. Actually, only one more to go, but I am one of your hosts, Dave, Joe, and Mike, and joining me is Tune Master Tim. Hello. Hello. We're almost there. Ladies and gentlemen, get the barf bags ready. Seriously. <laughs> um, I would... I didn't grow up watching the show I'm about to reference because it just wasn't my thing. It was the animation and it was just too realistic for me. Um, and that's John Kay's Ren and Stimpy. Uh, that show, when I tried to watch it a couple of years ago, that show made me physically ill and almost throw up because of the animation style and, and how it it just... it. And I just have never cared for that show. Mm-hmm. The last seven, between this podcast and episode 29, next time, the last seven episodes of Mask nearly made me puke more than what I would have <laughs> if I would kept watching Ren and Stimpy. Wow. I, you know, I, I see where you're coming from, both with Ren and Stimpy and with this uh, series of Mask episodes, because, you know, Ren and Stimpy, it was disturbing on some level, you know? Yeah. I mean, you had those close-up shots where they were, you know, very detailed and very uh-huh. gross. But even besides that, just the characters, you know, Ren, he just, it almost hurt to look at him. You know, he just didn't look very healthy. <laughs> um, but these episodes, I mean, I, yeah, I just physically felt ill after watching those episodes. I, I mean, I, I watched several of them over the course of uh, a few hours yesterday to prepare for the podcast. But it was just, I, I don't know exactly uh, 
how to describe it. I was trying to think of like, you know, how I could describe <laughs> these episodes and how it made me feel. You'd rather gnaw off your own arm before watching them again? Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I know we've been super negative in this show. At least I have been for the most part. But we're coming into the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, I'm I'm happy and unhappy that I went back and watched this show because um, my over-romanticism of my memories of watching it as a child, basically what it really is does not live up to the memories that I have of watching it as a child. <laughs> I mean, this show would have almost been better if Michael Bay came in and had explosion after explosion after explosion. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god, it's I I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I, I just don't know anymore. <laughs> I am very happy, as I've said before since Tim came on, I'm very happy that we have been able to finish out this podcast and, and basically bury it um in the ground after episode, you know, twenty, twenty nine and thirty and we're done and we can move on. Um as of this recording I'm still in pre production. Uh on Showtime Synergy, which is the Gem Review Podcast, which Gem has some bad moments, but they're none of them to this point. We've watched and reviewed all of Season 1 to this point, and we started Season 2, and uh, none of them to this point have made me physically ill like these last seven episodes mask. Because um, at least there's enjoyable things and not-so-enjoyable things in each episode of Gem and the Holograms. So... <laughs> yeah. Let's uh let's go ahead and get to it after this. Ladies and gentlemen, the Australian Outback. One challenger will lead his team over the finish line for this and the prize money. But the prize that really matters is the knowledge that you won the Battle of the Giants. Your lunch. Listen, mate, that's the real prize the chaps are after today. Professor McDonald's secret metal formula. Do you suppose my late husband's formula really makes steel impregnable? The professor said it. I believe it. The best formula should go to the best man. And then I can only hope the best man wins. Alright, first up is episode 4. This is episode 60-something or other of the series. But episode 4 of the racing series of Mask. It is titled The Battle of the Giants. It aired October 12th, 1986. Uh, Matt Tracker and the Mayhem Brothers race to win a trophy that contains a secret formula, but the Mayhem Twins, of course, play dirty in order to, to win the prize. Um, okay. I, I thought I would never say this, and I'm probably going to say this now, and in, in, in episode 29. As much as I complain and complain and complain about the treasure hunts, I miss the nonsensical treasure <laughs> hunts over this racing crap. I, I had the same thought watching these episodes <laughs> this time. I was like, 
I want a treasure hunt now. I want, you know, bring back Scott and T-Bob. Anything. This is so bad. That's the thing. The last seven episodes, the only time we see Scott or T-Bob is in, we see Scott in one PSA coming up. Not, I don't know if it's in this one or not, not this specific episode, but this episode of the podcast today. And then we see Scott and T-Bob in another episode's PS. Like, they were relegated to the PSA. Now, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I loathe Scott and T-Bob in the original series and the original seasons, or in the original first season, but, you know, like, they basically omitted them all together. As... Yeah, and it was a nice change of pace at first, but then mm-hmm. you start to realize with these episodes this week that there's really not a whole heck of a lot going on. So if we had that Scott and T-Bob element, at least we would have some other storyline because, you know, as we talked about before, you would often have, you know, storyline A and storyline B. And Scott and T-Bob would be storyline B and they would be off doing something, you know, having some misadventure. And then that would tie in to uh, storyline A toward the end. And, you know, they Mm -hmm. might come in, they might, save the day, um, or they might have something to do with resolving the conflict. But now it's just, the episodes, they just seem overly long to me. I mean, they just seem to drag out because there's really not much as far as plot goes. No, I mean, there really, really isn't. I mean, there never really was, but, I mean, we did have things going on in season one, and we had, you know, different, different, um, you know, characters, you know, Scott and T-Bob doing their thing, and the mass members, and Venom, and, you know, bad plot devices. But now, we basically just have a race, and there's some prize that they're trying to get, and we just have this series of, of action shots. And the action isn't even that good. No, it's not. You know, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into it when we get to low beams, but the, the action, the animation is alright, but it I mean, the animation here in season two after episode three has really taken a nosedive. It's almost like what mm. Deke had done with uh, Captain and the Game Master season three. Like seasons one and two of Captain and the Game Master are fine. They're they're great, you know, spot on animation. But season three is like, it's kind of like when Hasbro and Sunbow. Um, I hate to say this, and I don't. I know everyone knows that I crap on Canada a lot, especially some of my friends from Canada, like JT from Saskatoon. But, um, like, for Rebirth, for Transformers Generation 1 Rebirth, the, the fourth and final season of the G1 cartoon, they put that animation to a Canadian animation studio where, you know, Optimus Prime's entire design is completely drawn wrong, it's colored wrong, and it's so weird. And this is like the same thing here. It's like they just didn't give a crap. And the st- there is no storytelling. You already said it. You know, do a race, have some sort of weird subplot that Venom is using the race to, to, to distract everybody from actually what they're doing. And it, that's it. Every single of these last seven episodes, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, the racing series, this season two, it started off, you know, it started off strong for me. I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I rated that first episode of season two five, five masks. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a different direction. I thought it was done well. Um, you know, the characters knew each other. I thought they did more with that one. It was Demolition Duel to the Death, and I liked the Demolition Derby aspect of it. 
Plus, we had uh, Boris, the new mass member, come in, yeah. and we didn't know that he was going to be good at first. I mean, you know, you could have seen it coming, but at least they played yeah. it like, okay, he's new, he's going to join Venom. Um, but no, he's actually a mask agent undercover. So, you know, that was all well and good. And then the other two episodes after that, I thought they were passable, but now we've just, like, taken on a new level here. I mean, it, it's, it's just so boring there's really nothing going on and then i mean i mean matt has a no plan plan this episode <laughs> what is that <laughs> it's <laughs> the only thing i can equate it to is um you've seen varsity blues right actually no you've never okay i know of it i know what it is Varsity Blues, James Vanderbeek, uh, Paul Walker, uh, Billy, uh, not, that's uh, the character name, um, Ron Lester, when he was, like, overweight, uh, he has since then, like, gotten in shape and everything else. But anyway, uh, Ali Larder, um, in that movie, when Vanderbeek's character becomes the starting quarterback, there's one point during one of the football games where he's like, and no huddles, and Billy Bob, uh, Ron Lester, but Billy Bob's character looks at him, what? No huddles, I'll call the plays from the line. You know, and that, and that, and that that's what this kind of reminded me of, the no plan plan, <laughs> that it just kind of reminded me of, like, Matt isn't going to have his team huddle up and discuss stuff that the other team can overhear and whatever else and try to stop. Um, but yeah, I, the <laughs> The plot of this one is just so lame. Yeah, it's, it's like what the writers are doing. Well, if we go into it, and we don't even know what we're going to do, we can just, like, throw it together, and we'll just completely surprise everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it, this was just so, so boring. And then they're after the secret formula. That's the whole point of the race. Mm -hmm. But we never find out what it does. Nope. So... You know, after we basically are introduced to this idea that, oh, there's this secret formula, gee, I wonder why everybody's after it. And then, you know, we have to sit through 20 minutes of this boring episode with this race, and then Venom destroys it by accident, I think. Yeah. And, and that's it. And, the, and then the old lady says, well, yes, my husband would have rather it destroyed than end up in, 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 the, in the hands of evildoers. And I'm like, really? Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> then why did he destroy it in the first place? Why allow it to yeah. even exist? It was yeah. terrible. It's freaking crazy, dude. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not being lazy here. I'm just trying to save us all some time and some horrible, horrible breaks and audio clips. We are going to combine the high and low beams for this entire podcast and next time in episode 29. So each high low beam clip for each episode will be one long discussion that Tim and I have so we're going to get to the high and low beams after this there's a fire in your eyes about this race Matt Tracker that formula's important chief it's more than the formula shock volcano about set volcano is magnifique the plan to win is this as perfect Perfect in its simplicity, and the one plan they'll never guess. The no plan plan. No plan? Venom can't figure out what we're doing if we don't know ourselves. When you're up against those guys, it can pay to be unpredictable. How will Venom operate? 
ruthlessly, as always. All right, high and low beams. Um, only two things in my high beams. Interesting that they're in Australia. I don't know if they've ever gone there before, but at least it's not some nondescript jungle or, you know, Central America, South America, none of that crap. Um, the other thing I absolutely thought was hilarious was how the kangaroos interacted with the race. I thought that was, I thought that was great. I did too, yeah. Uh, other than that, what do you got for high beams? Really, I mean, just uh, this one thing. I like the kangaroos as well. And then um, I like that at the very end, I mean, with very few minutes left to go in the episode, uh, Matt directly challenges Miles to a race where they race to the end. Mm-hmm. So I like that they did that. Mm-hmm. That was something different, but uh, I mean, it wasn't really very interesting. Uh, the race between them, and it didn't last very long. Yeah, no, it didn't. Um, and it was kind of a, it's kind of anticlimactic, honestly. Yeah, it really was. Um, for low beams, I really hate not seeing the classic vehicles. I cannot stand any of the Venom or the Mask vehicles that are brand new anymore. Like, Rhino never shows up. Mm-hmm. Thunderhawk never shows up. Uh, you know, I mean, those are the two... I mean, let's face it. The Thunderhawk and Rhino were the two vehicles that the advertising and the promotion for this series were built around. Yeah, I think we need to have the key vehicles. I thought the same thing. You know, we need to have Switchblade, Rhino, and Thunderhawk at the very least. And only one we get, as I recall from the first season, is Vanessa's car, Manta. Manta, yeah. Yeah, and and so we have all these new vehicles, and I understand they're trying to sell more toys. You know, they have to come up with some new toys to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't mind some of them. Um, I like Wildcat. Uh, I like the uh, the other new semi, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, bulldog, bulldog, yeah. Um, but the other ones, uh, for the most part, I'm not really that thrilled with them. I mean, we have some Indy car style race cars. We have a stock car, um, yeah. a four wheeler, which I, you know, that one's eh, it's okay. I mean, it's nothing great. I mean, nothing nothing stands out like the vehicles in season one, and that's the problem. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I also wrote down, what the hell is the point of this episode other than to get the medal? Everything gets so lost as the... Like, for me, as I was watching this, I got so lost as the episode kept moving forward. I nearly forgot what they were even after in the first place until the old lady mentioned it, and there's just way too much misdirection going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was my problem with this one, too. And, and really, I didn't write down any other low beams because that was just my biggest issue with this. It's like all of these... It's basically a series of events that just are, are not connected at all. And so at some point, you know, you just start to lose interest and you start to wonder, okay, well, why are we even here? Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't, they don't carry what they're, they don't carry that throughout the episode and let us, you know, remind us of what they're after. It, right. it just becomes boring because it's basically just a bunch of cars, you know, um, driving around and people shooting at each other and using their right. mass powers right. and, and, so yeah, we, we and even the even the mask powers suck. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, I <laughs> uh, uh, not I, I don't want to say dagger because I know it's not dagger. That's the that's the other thing that I will be complaining about through the last seven episodes between this episode and episode twenty nine. We never see Rax and Dagger ever again. 
Well, we, Never. we see racks, but we don't see daggers, I recall. Uh, we'll have to get to that. But uh, the only other problem I had with this episode is that Matt finally has his mask off in front of Miles, and he doesn't even, like, at first, he doesn't even call him by name. He says, oh, well, I will always be against you, mask, and whatever else, and everything else. And then, like, five seconds later, he says, oh, well, tracker this and tracker that. It's it's like, oh, my God. Like, there are certain things that, like, okay, I, I hate to keep referencing other stuff, but I will. Um... He-Man Masters Universe. The whole show is centered around only the Sorceress, Orko, Battle Cat, and Man-at-Arms knowing Adam slash He-Man's secret. Yeah. King and Queen don't know. Tila doesn't know. Skeletor doesn't know. You know, nobody knows other than them. Which is fine. It wears on for 130 episodes, but, you know, which is fine, but some things that I'm glad that they do like in later things where more people know about the secret, like in the current comic series from DC comics, everybody knows about the secret. My only complaint about it is they never actually call him He-Man. They still call, they just call him Adam all the time, but I'm happy that, that, that they know like Tila knows Adam is He-Man, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like one of those things where this is like that, but they make they don't use it at all properly like the fact that miles finally finds out and it's not just a throwaway plot where oh well you have this crystal and as soon as it gets destroyed you're going to forget everything it's not that at all he knows who Matt, who tracker is now yeah. but they do nothing with it it just ugh. all right what are you going to rate this uh this one uh well I'm going to give it one. <laughs> I kind of figured you would. I, I'm as much as I like the fact that they're in Australia. And I thought the thing with the, the stuff with the kangaroos was funny. It gets a zero. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just does. Yeah. I was bordering it, on giving it a zero too. Yeah. It, if an episode loses me and makes me forget what the entire point of Venom's scheme is, there's a major problem with that story execution, so it gets a zero. <laughs> we are going to move on to the next one. This unbelievable test of driver and machine will run completely around the Mediterranean Sea to the finish right on the other side of the Strait of Gibraltar. From here to the finish in the there are no rules and only one goal for the racers. Complete the course, if they can. Brad, this new virus is incredibly deadly. It could sweep around the world in days. And the only cures derived from this one kind of rare plant? Right. Unfortunately, the African nation where it grows isn't friendly. Our only hope is for you to smuggle a plant out during the race. Then we'll be able to grow as many as we need. Up next is The Race Against Time, which aired October 22nd, 1986. Brad Turner undertakes a mission to retrieve a rare plant needed to fight a spreading virus, but he soon finds Venom is after the plant as well. Dun, dun, dun. Now, isn't this where they try to introduce his often on-again, quote-unquote, relationship with Vanessa? Yeah, it seems like they're trying to anyway. um, Because, yeah, he makes a comment um, calling her cutie. 
Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she's basically like, well, you know, typical male swine comment. And, you know, yeah. she doesn't take very well to that. Mm. It, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, and since everybody knows who everybody is, again, the secret has absolutely, there's basically no secret anymore. So there goes that, you know, right, right out the window. Um you know, I didn't quite mind this one, but at the same time, I didn't write anything good about it down. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it just felt too weird. Um, well, from the very get-go, it's kind of weird that they need this plant that's found only in Africa. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some hostile territory there. So they basically, they're having this race and they make it out like, okay, well, we're going to race through... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This part of Africa and, oh, by the way, since we need this plant that's a cure for this disease or illness or whatever, um, you need to make a stop and pick one up. <laughs> it, it was just really weird. It was very, very weird. Did you have any other notes on the plot, sir? Um, oh, this is, uh, yeah, I made a note that this is the one where Rax returns. Yeah, for like a half a second. <laughs> um, he's in a new suit, new mask, so you know you may not catch it at first, except you can't mistake his voice. Although right. you actually might be able to mistake his voice for one of the other characters, which I'll make a point about later. Right. Um, and he's driving this faux gas station. It's called Pit Stop. That transforms into a weapon. I don't. I don't like these. I- these you know, tow booths and gas stations that transform into mobile weapon command centers. I mean, that's what Boulder Hill is for. If Venom wanted their own Boulder Hill, they should just build one and just sit there and wait for stuff to come to them. That would make more sense than them trying to race all the all this damn time. Well, the thing is that, like, you know, wheelies out to, like, the side of a cliff or something, and there's this tow booth there. It's like, okay, where did this come from? You know, oh, this this doesn't look suspicious at all. Yeah, that's just... The originality of Mask has really, really jumped itself off of a fucking cliff at this <laughs> point. Because there is no originality. Like, I, a gas station that turns into a vehicle or a vehicle that turns into a gas station or whatever the hell that just makes no goddamn sense. It really, really doesn't. Um, yeah. I suppose if you're a kid and you, and you have these toys and you have Boulder Hill, you know, if you're, if you're building the play set, then it makes sense to maybe have, you know, the the fill up station and a tow booth and this stuff. And so you can have like, basically like build this little city, to drive your toys mm-hmm. around in and then it's like oh okay you know mass yeah, is that pop makes, out here yeah that makes sense but in the cartoon no no <laughs> no 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 all right we're gonna get to the high and low beams for uh race against time after this 
It's stupid to work together. I'll break that mask wimp in two. Like it or not, it's you and me. Our sources said Mask was going to smuggle a plant out. If that happens, we lose. Bruno never loses. Mask. Folks, it's time for high and low beams for the rat. <laughs> it's kind of like um, Super Mario World. There's a character in there. Uh, there's a little cave kid character called Uktar. And there's one point where Koopa says, Remember, Uktar spelled backwards is rat goo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Clever. I have no high beams for this. Do you have any high beams for Race Against Time? No, I mean, the only highlight I had was that Rax was back for that moment. Yeah. So this series lives up to its name. They are racing in every single episode as far as... Because they, they dubbed this Mask Season 2, the racing series. Um, yeah. Uh. Well, and the other thing, I went into this one with this title thinking that we were going to have some time travel aspect to it. You know, we were going to be racing and maybe we'd race through a time portal or something. That would yeah, have been interesting. See, it would have been interesting. It would have been better than what we got. But I knew Race Against Time, when they usually have a title like that or something like that, it's more so you have a certain time. It's kind of like the WWE Beat the Clock Challenge is what it is, is really what it is. Yeah. Um, we're just racing against the clock. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I put a note down here that I miss Rax and Dagger. As stupid as Dagger was, he was better than any of the other Venom agents uh, other than Vanessa. Um, it just, I, I don't know. Uh, the one thing I don't understand about this is I still don't understand how the Mask team now has open radio channels. Because at one point, one of them says, "Oh, you're you're on an open channel. Oh, okay, now you're on a mask channel. Go ahead." And it's like, I how did this happen? When did this happen? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, they're they're trying to make the mask team just be. And I'm not making fun of these people. I'm just stating a fact. In my opinion, they're trying to make the mask team be like everyday, you know, truck runners. You know, it's like, hey, you know, honestly, this. End of this series would be more interesting if they were, you know, the racing series trucks, you know, um, um, what's the name of that? Stu uh, Ice Road Truckers. <laughs> like, it would it would be more interesting if they were racing their, their cars and vehicles up in Alaska to, to get deliveries, really, seriously. It just, oh, God. What else do you got for a rat? Well, you talked about uh, designs. You know, the... Uh... 
stock car that Brad drives, Razorback, that transforms mm-hmm. in this episode. It basically like transforms and kind of like lifts up in the middle, almost like a toll bridge. Mm-hmm. It, I just absolutely hate that thing. I hate the battle <laughs> mode. It looks awkward. The toy looks bad. Um, they can't even animate it. it. It's it looks terrible in the animation. And, and speaking of which, I mean, this is one of the worst animated episodes of the series. I think mm. it just looks bad in every way. I even the backgrounds look good. Yeah, I, I you know. Typically, the battle scenes look pretty good. Even in some of the seri- uh, episodes from season one, we talked about how maybe the animation wasn't that great, but at least the battle scenes would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. They'd be more, you know better animated. This one is just terrible, and they did not know how to animate this car. So you see it from like a side view sometimes, or straight on, like from the front when it's already in battle mode, and you can't even tell what you're looking at. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's very, very strange looking. Um, and then there's also another very strange shot in the animation. And I had to actually rewind this one and, and watch it again because um, Buddy is in the car. And at one point, he takes off his mask and he rests it between his legs. And <laughs> the camera focuses for several seconds on the mask resting in front of, you know, basically like on his legs in front of his crotch there. Yeah, and then he just moves it over to the side next to that plant that he picked up, and I'm wondering why do we need this series of shots? It was just very awkward. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very awkward. <laughs> and that, that's like the thing that caught my my attention the most because I was just like, "This is so weird. What are they trying to do here?" Mm. Yep. Uh, all right, what are you going to rate this one? I, I, you know, I try to refrain from giving out zeros, but I cannot give this thing a single mask. It's getting a zero from me. <laughs> Same here. It just if I don't find anything good to write about the episode, you know, it's getting a zero. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it just ah. Uh... I don't know. All right, we're going to move on to the final episode of the day after this. Over the devil's punch bowl and heading in, Ollie. Sorry for the delay. But Maps just got confirmation about the microfilm stolen from the Peaceful Nations Alliance. They believe it's possibly being smuggled to Venom inside the Masters Trophy. But that trophy goes to the winner of the Masters Challenge race today. Which means... Venom will do anything necessary to win. And finally up today, we have Challenge of the Masters. Where's He-Man when you really need him? Or the Goat Master? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, oh, Throw some GoBots in here. That'd make it better. The next GCRN podcast, <laughs> Gobotatron, reviewing every single episode of the GoBots. Oh my God! Hell no! No, um, <laughs> I'm not going to join you for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stay up front. I'm out. <laughs> All right, Challenge of the Masters. It aired October 29th, 1986. Mask and Venom battle in a race to win a trophy containing a microfilm that has secret access codes to any computer in the world. I have. They have done this plot already. They did this same similar plot. 
in season one. I always question this because this is a thing where how, how is someone building a microchip or microfilm? How is someone going to build something that can take over every single computer in the world? Uh, they, they've done this thing with other other things too. I mean, they had an episode in season one where it was every safe combination for every system. Yeah, that world. was yeah. Really, and they need to have. I mean, the story editor here must not be doing his or her job because you would think they would say, "No, we we've done that sort of plot numerous times. Let's do something different." Somebody has to be keeping track of these. Yeah. I mean, you do somewhat in other series, you know, they do somewhat recycle some of the plots. I mean, because you've got maybe, you know, 65 episodes in a season and, and then you have, you know, shows like He-Man that have two seasons. So then there's, which is kind of rare, actually, but you have mm-hmm. over 100 episodes, let's say, then you're, you're going to have maybe a few in there that seem fairly similar. But this is basically just like the same plot and they don't do anything new with it. I mean, at least change something up, give us something new. And and again, here's another one of those plots that it's just, it sounds interesting when you read it like that, Mike, but Mm -hmm. you watch the the episode and again, they're just racing around. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. That's pretty much all they do now is just race around. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right, we're going to get to the high and low beams after this. Get the trophy. The first vehicle's in sight. Uh, what's the vehicle look like? You again? Aren't you supposed to be selling peanuts? Uh, sold them all. Just stop by to look at that beautiful trophy. You'll get your chance very soon. Alright, high and low beams for Challenge of the Masters. Um, it would have been better if they put He-Man in here. Yeah. Like, have have Mask go up against He-Man or have Mask go, go up against Skeletor or something. <laughs> uh, I have no high beams for this one at all. None. Uh, the animation is, again, still less than stellar. Um... The only okay, the only positive thing I can say about this episode, at least they've kept the music good, because they still use those same undertones for Venom and Malik. Venom has that deep kind of undertony kind of music, and and Mask has their high upbeat kind of music. So at least they've kept the music good, mm-hmm. and they haven't been able to ruin that. Other than that, I have nothing nice to say about this one. What about you? Right, I, I give you that. Also, they, they've added some new music. Uh, they seem to use this country-western theme a lot now, too. Mm-hmm. Um, even when they're, you know, not in the West. Um, mm-hmm. They're just into various places and they'll use it, so it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of strange. Um, there are only a couple of things that stood out for me in this one. Um, again, there's, there's just not much to talk about when they're just driving around shooting each other uh, for 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Um, but at one point, Bruno drives up to Mayhem. He's in disguise, and he asks him for peanuts. So <laughs> yeah, thought that was kind of funny. Um, and, and then there's a flash flood sequence in this one, and that was actually the most interesting scene without a doubt. Yeah, it was. Uh, what about your low beams, sir? 
you know, again, these weird playsets that they've decided to throw into the episodes. Alex in the tow booth again. Um, we saw him in that in one of the episodes from last week. Uh, you know, again, I know they're wanting to sell toys, but oh, we we see Vanessa's vehicle, and, and I think uh, well, Floyd he came in late in season one. He's got mm-hmm. that red bike that flies around. So we, we get to see that one again. That was one I, I'd forgotten to talk about when we were mentioning vehicles from season one that don't show up. So they use, like, in my opinion, two of the least interesting vehicles from season one <laughs> and season two. So, yep. yeah, that's what do you got? Uh, for me, um, seriously, a race for a trophy that may or may not have microfilm in it. They don't even know if the damn microfilm is there. <laughs> And while the PSA is informative, it's annoying as hell. These PSAs are bad. I mean, they've they've gotten worse for the most part. I mean, um, we didn't talk about the ones in the earlier episodes this week, but we have one on overloading circuits, mm-hmm. blowing the fuse box. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's a good you know that that is a good lesson for people to learn. I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but yeah, just the way that this one was executed, you know. Boris keeps saying, oh, Matt, emergency, emergency. And Matt just keeps assuming your standard emergencies of why you should call 911. And then it turns out Boris overcooked or undercooked his borscht or burnt his borscht or whatever. It's like, oh, God. It's just so horrible. Yeah, it should have been a PSA on don't make assumptions. Yeah, it should have been. What are you going to rate the final episode today, sir? Oh... Just because it had a couple of things that were okay, I'm going to give it one. It's a triple goose egg for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, tell you, I, I, I was close to being all zeros on this one. I did find a couple of things about this one that were, you know, made it somewhat tolerable, but it's a bad episode, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Mass Man. We're going to take a quick break, come back with uh, final thoughts, and close out the show after this. It's Showtime Synergy, the latest review podcast from the GeekCast Radio Network, is coming. So join TFG1 Mike, Nicole Hailstorm, and myself, Lady Wreck, as we will be reviewing all 65 episodes of Gem and the Holograms in a 25-episode-long podcast. You can find Showtime Synergy on iTunes and geekcastradio.com. We are the truly outrageous podcast that you want to be listening to. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Mass Mayhem. We only have one episode to go, dude. (laughs) One episode to go. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Absolutely. And then after that, uh, hopefully Optimus Solo will be joining us for the finale in episode 30. So there is that. Um, but yeah, it. Oh. If, if listeners, if you're hanging in there and you're watching these, you know, following along with us, you know, that's that's absolutely great. If you're someone who's on the fence, if you've never seen the racing series, don't 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 even go there. Don't bother. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Yep. But you're wasting your time. It is so bad. There's really nothing here that's worth your time. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that that you know that first episode of the racing series, that's okay. Um, like I said, it was something different from season one. But 
Beyond that, mm-hmm. it's looking very bad. And in these last four episodes we got coming up next time, if it yeah. doesn't get any better than this, Mm-mm. we're going to be in for some hurt. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it just... I mean, what other cartoon series can you think of that even comes close to being this bad? This bad out of the 80s? Um I mean, there are frustrating moments in He-Man. There are a couple of frustrating moments in Jim. There are a lot of frustrating moments in Transformers, but they are not all consistently bad. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I did a triple zero. I don't think I've ever done a triple zero on this show. I've done triple zeros on other shows, but I mean, like, it... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I just don't know. So, um, <laughs> thank you for joining us here on Mass Mayhem today. If you'd like to get in contact with us to leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can comment on each and every one of the episode posts. Send email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow at geekcastradio for all the other network updates. Mine is TFG on Mike. What is your Twitter? Tune Master Tim. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network. Call the voicemail line. Tell us the show you're leaving the message for and your name. 502-526-5821. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Mass Mayhem. And don't forget to join us in our next crusade when we will be discussing the final four episodes of the series. Yay! Those being, for one shining moment, high noon, the battle for Baja... And cliffhanger. For now, I am TFG and Mike with Tune Master Tim. Tune in next time when we will be. Oh crap! I screwed that up. <laughs> okay. Uh, tune in next time and remember the that podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Wow, these episodes are really screwing me up. Illusion is the ultimate weapon.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.